Hi, this is Kipley Brown, Lieutenant Barbara Smith on Star Trek Continues, course plotted for the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks Podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. Hi, I'm Bill Smith. Hi, and I'm Dan Davidson, and we want to welcome you to a special supplemental edition of the Trek Geeks Podcast. So, Dan, today in our in our first ever Trek Geeks Theater, we're going to take a look at an episode that people have asked us to look at for a while. Why? <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing. So I remember when we first started this podcast, or you know, two years ago or so, my wife suggested that we do a, a commentary on Miri because it is, in, in her words, to paraphrase, effing terrible. And wow. I think that's why we're here today. We're going to do Miri because it's just that bad. Are we hoping to to show how bad it is or to maybe make it a little better for anybody who wants to watch it while they're listening to today's supplemental? <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, we figure we can have some fun with this. You know, it's it, it, it's an episode of the original series. There are people who do love Miri. We're just not among them. Um, but I, I think there are... There are still good elements to this episode, even if overall I think it's a, a steaming turd. Yes, and if those three people that do love Mary ever want to give us a call, we'd love to have them on the show and, and have a discussion well, about let's it. Let's not commit to that. <laughs> three people. Three. <laughs> yeah. I got to put some vodka in my coffee. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm surprised you have it already. You should go with whiskey. That way it could be Irish since we just had St. Patrick's Day. Ah, uh, good point there, lad. Oh, God. Here we go. Sorry. So, uh, Dan, um, Miri, have you watched this before today? And if so, how many times? And just to prepare, um, I watched it once last week, and prior to that, uh, probably fifteen years ago. <laughs> it's not one that I watch. It's one that I will skip through. It's one that I have no real interest in. But uh, because I love the podcast and I love our fans, I put myself and my bride. Through the episode. You put your bride through it. Yes. We'll discuss that more later. Oh, wow. So, you yes. know, in the last week, I think I've watched it five times. Oh, dude. I feel like I'm suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> so now you're starting to like it. <laughs> no, no. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you love Mary just as much as she loves Jim. Oh, uh, <laughs> tell him, Jim. Tell him, Jim. Uh, we'll get to more of that in a bit. Dan, you mentioned that you watched this with your lovely bride, and and I remember that uh, many moons ago, my wife had also watched Mary, and our better halves had something to say about this particular episode. Yes, they did. And uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, hear what they have to say. I'll try to listen to what they have to say with a straight face, and... uh, We'll see if they um, have the same idea, ideology, as we do about Miri, because it's really uh, something else. All right, so I'm sitting here with my wife, Susan, and as we are doing a bunch of firsts with this week's podcast, being a supplemental uh, episode where we just basically do commentary, I thought it would be kind of cool to have her on for the first time. So welcome to the show, hon. Hi. Yeah, you can talk now. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so basically, this is a an episode that is very, very bad in Bill and I's opinion, and we decided that we were going to do a commentary episode on it. So last week, 
Actually, you know what? Let me back up a second. I want to find out how you got into Star Trek because I know it wasn't before you met me. Or it was before you met me. Wasn't it? Yes. See? See, we have a good time even when we're recording. <laughs> so tell me about that. Uh-huh. Um, I used to watch it when I was a kid with my father. Um, he was a fan of the original series. And a lot of nights when you know there was just nothing else on, he'd have that on. And I ended up sitting there watching it with him a lot of times. So... Did you have any idea what you were getting into when you married me? No. <laughs> Isn't it great? Yeah. Okay. But now, now <laughs> you do have to admit to everybody that you are a self-proclaimed Voyager fan I among am. everything else. That's your favorite series. It is. So it's really hard to describe how bad Miri is if you're a Voyager fan, wouldn't it? It's way worse than any Voyager episode ever made. Even the one that we watched the other night with the lizards? Yes. Okay. All right, so as we prepare, as I prepared for the episode last week, I decided when we were going to eat dinner that we were going to watch an episode of the original series. And I told you that we were going to be watching Miri for the podcast and that I was going to play it during dinner. And were you okay with that? And you said, sure, because I don't think you remembered what that one was. I don't know if I had ever seen that one, honestly. Okay. So um, what were your initial thoughts uh, after watching the first five seconds? <laughs> so actually, I think... We were eating dinner when we started it, mm-hmm. but then we were done with dinner while we were still watching it, and I actually, a couple of times, tried to pick up my book and start reading. I was trying not to watch it. <laughs> the, the best way for me to describe it is, it was like a train wreck that I just couldn't stop looking at. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, that's a very good description. Yeah, I like it. Um, so what was your favorite and least favorite part of the episode as I sip my strawberry martini? That's mine. Oh, sorry. I don't know where mine is. Yours is over there. All right, go ahead. Um, so I think... Ugh, it's hard to pick a favorite part. Mm. I actually think my favorite part was probably the very end when... <laughs> Credits? no i was gonna say when dr mccoy actually decides to go ahead and inject himself with the cure Mm -hmm. um that's probably really the best part okay of that episode um the worst part by far is well pretty much any scene that yeoman rand is in but um where she's like in there in the hallway and she's telling kirk that she always just wanted him to look at her legs that whole scene i just i i had to like cover my eyes i just that was just awful it was great <laughs> okay all right i know that we have a lot of fondness for the scene where kirk is talking to Marion about how she's growing into a young woman i think he's basically a dirty old man <laughs> this is why i married her folks this is great that was a very uncomfortable scene. <laughs> In fact, every scene where he was talking with her was pretty uncomfortable because he was, I think he maybe is a pedophile. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, um, thanks, hon, for coming on the podcast. Can uh, I have, a, but I have another comment. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> The other, the, the other part of that whole episode that I just thought was the most ridiculous thing ever was when they all run out of the room without their communicators. First of all, when would that ever happen? Good point. Secondly, why didn't Yeoman Rand have a communicator? She wasn't in the room with them when that happened. Mm -hmm. She was outside with Mary, I believe, and she didn't have a communicator. And then later we see the one of the other security guys come running in after Dr. McCoy takes the the cure. Why didn't he have a communicator? 
I mean, what's the deal? That was just bad. Wow. That whole whole thing was bad. So obviously, uh, you've got some issues with the writing of uh, I do. TOS. That but... was very poor writing. All right. Well, it'll get better. It gets better. There's not many more worse than this one, except Threshold on Voyager the other day. But just that was the last 10 minutes. Yeah, and that wasn't worse than this. Okay. <laughs> Well, there we have it. Well, hon, thanks for joining us uh, for your first and not last. I'm just giving you a little preview. Uh, guest appearance on the Trek Geeks podcast. Thank you. So I'm sitting here with my wife, Kelly. And two years ago when I started the podcast, which I think you tolerate it best. I think it's a little bit more than tolerate. <laughs> hey, I knit. I get lots of knitting time. That's true. I really true. can't complain. That's true. But um, you suggested a couple years ago that if we ever did an episode commentary, we should do Miri, which is what we're doing this week is our first episode commentary. I'm so sorry I tortured you that way. Thank you. I am. <laughs> Ten years ago, when we had first started dating, you started trying to watch Star Trek. Yes. Why did you do that? Largely because it was something that you were interested in. Um, growing up, I never really knew anyone that watched it. And so I was kind of curious because I feel like you and I have similar tastes in television and entertainment. And so if it held some sort of value for you, I thought that it would be something I'd be interested in maybe. Okay. And you watched the first season of the original series. Is that right? right? Okay. Overall, what did you think of the first season as a whole? I thought it was interesting. It wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, Growing up, I mean, I was a little bit of a nerd myself, you know, like I was that kid that was sort of, you know, a straight A student and involved in band and had different stereotypes in that way. But I think that we all kind of grew up with different stereotypes of what Star Trek fans were like. Um, And it dispelled a lot of that for me. I didn't think of it as being nearly as um, sort of subculture as it ended up being. I I thought it was a lot more approachable than I perhaps had been giving it credit for. Um, and that if more people watched it, it wasn't quite so out there mm-hmm. um, or sci-fi and very weird that I thought it could have been something that a lot more people could have enjoyed. Okay. So there are 29 episodes in the first season. Yes. Would you say, in your opinion, that Miri is the worst of the first season? It's the worst of all science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just Star Trek. Let's not just relegate it to Star Trek. Overall, it is probably one of the worst hours of television I've ever watched. Is it an hour long? Because it felt like it was three. <laughs> it is only an hour long. It's actually like 48 minutes. but um, 48 long minutes. Yes. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Yes. If I had introduced you to Star Trek through Miri, would you and I be married today? Let me just ask a qualifying question. Sure. In this instance, in this scenario that you've given me, You've willingly sat me down. You personally would have made me watch this. Uh, Yes. So not something that I would have elected on my own. Probably not. Yeah, that marriage might not have been elected on my own either. (laughs) 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 I would have had some questions. I might have regretted some choices. (laughs) Great. I'm learning so much. I'm glad that you. um, I'm, I'm glad that you watched something else to start with. Me too. So when I told you that we were going to, or, or let me back up. After you watched Mary, you know, years ago, and then you found out I was doing the podcast, you know, back in 20, 2015, you sent me comments on Mary in chat one day. Yes, I did. And 
I have those here. And I'm going to give them to you and let you read them. And you can say whatever you, you like about them or do they still hold up or do you think it's worse now? You know, this this brings up a lot of memories right now. <laughs> do you need an Not adult? all of them good. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was being kind in retrospect. Okay. Even still. All right. You want to um, read it? Yeah. This is undoubtedly the worst piece of television that has ever been produced. Had I judged the entire series of Star Trek based on this one episode, I never would have watched this show at all. The human race is worse for having produced this, and I am worse for having watched this. <laughs> the DVDs should be revised to remove all evidence of this episode from their contents. I stand by it. And other than that, you have no real strong feelings on the matter? No. I mean, admittedly, I kind of twitched a little bit as I recalled my recollections of watching Miri and Bonk Bonk on the head, but that'll go away in like an hour. I'll be fine. Will you need wine to make that go away? Yes, but that's probably true on any given day, not just with Miri. Let me make that it just The difference between this is that you're going to be pouring me the wine as a result of having recalled this traumatic event for me. I was going to say, let me make that happen for you. Thank you for um, giving us your thoughts and for reliving some of this past trauma. Um, you are a, a gracious woman, and I love you. Thank you for not making me watch this again to remember all of my feelings. I, I am grateful. I didn't tell you. I've got, I've got the Netflix machine queued up. It's right by the slider. I'll throw that TV out the f***ing door right now. <laughs> Thanks, honey. You're welcome. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> we'd like to we'd like to thank our our brides for uh appearing on the podcast um whether it was willingly or not i i can't really say but uh, they did appear and we are grateful to them for their presence it just elevates us it does it's the first official appearance of them on the podcast we've heard my wife you know saying things back at her desk from time to time but it's cool to actually have her on here telling a story and my wife who, as with kelly yeah my wife who does not listen to podcasts at all and um has never been in the room while i've recorded um i was amazed i was actually able to get her to to say things about this episode but the how'd you have to pay her <laughs> i pay every day <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah it's it's amazing to think that if she had started with miria i might not be married to her today well that's true well i wouldn't be married to you either but that's not because mary you're not that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. No matter no matter what that judge in Nevada says. Uh, <laughs> so, Dan, let's talk about some facts about this episode. Facts. Facts. Let's you know some of the the details behind the the classic series episode. Mary, um, you and I have been looking at Memory Alpha, and what are some of the facts that really interest you about this episode? What surprised you? Um, even though you don't really notice, well, you don't really notice it per se, Scotty, Sulu, and Hura aren't even in this episode. You don't see them, you don't hear them, they're not talked about. They're, they're just not there. They lucked it's, out, didn't that's they? Kinda, they did luck out. They they knew what was coming in this big steamer, and they decided to take the week off. Um, and it's also the only, one of the only episodes where the entire ship portion of the episode is only on the bridge. There's nothing else seen of the ship in this episode. Interior. I never really realized that until you brought it up, actually. And I've watched the episode five times in the last week. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, they have those, you know, what do they call them? Box episodes or something. Uh, it might shows. be something else. 
Yeah. Um, but this is the ultimate one because it's like the bottle top just on the bridge. That's it. The <laughs> bottle top. Bottle top. <laughs> yeah. Well, damn, this episode was filmed in late August of 1966 and originally aired around Halloween of the same year, which I found pretty interesting, at least in the United mm-hmm. States. The remastered episode, which we'll be watching today, originally aired September 16th, 2006. So it is uh, uh, just over a decade old, the remastered wow. episode. I don't know huh. really what you'd need to remaster in this, because um, there's only so much paint you can put on a pig. <laughs> hey, I do have a quick correction yeah. as I scroll through my notes here. Yeah. There are actually 11 episodes where all of the action on board the Enterprise is on the bridge only, but this is the first one that that takes place, In- just on the bridge. Interesting, and also this is... um. An episode that has the shortest prologue of the original original series. It clocks in at just uh, about a minute and ten seconds, which I thought was very interesting. That's very interesting. The whole episode could have been that long, and it probably would have made it better. Oh, it would have been. Yeah, they say brevity <laughs> is the soul of wit. That's all I'm going to say. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. it looks like they're also, you know, the, the kids that make up Mirror are actually made up of the children of uh, a lot of people that, that we've heard of. A lot of the people, um, the episode or the uh, scene towards the end where Kirk runs in with the, all the onlys behind him, uh, the girl he's carrying is his real-life daughter, Elizabeth, William Shatner's daughter. So I, th- I didn't know that until uh, um, just going through notes. That's kind of cool. There's also a lot, of, uh, a lot of other kids from cast and crew uh, in the episode. At Grace Lee Whitney's sons uh, appears, the kids, um, uh, Phil Morris's kids, you know, f- f- uh, he of Mission of, uh, I'm sorry, Greg Morris's kids, because he's got a son named Phil, um, appear in the episode. He, Greg was on Mission Impossible, and of course, Phil yeah. was in the rebooted Mission Impossible, and also in Star Trek III. Um, uh, Kirk's nephew is in this episode, which is kind of funny I, also. I know, he looks like he's about 50 <laughs> years old, too, which is really amazing. And uh, Darlene and Don Roddenberry. Da- ah. Daughters of the Great Bird of the Galaxy himself, also in this episode. Dan, amazingly enough, not in this episode, Leonard Nimoy's son, Adam, because he didn't want his kids anywhere near show business, which is kind of ironic. That is ironic. Uh, I was unaware that that was the reason. That would have been kind of neat, because we do have that clip that we always see of Adam coming onto the bridge uh, in Vulcan ears and, and headset. Uh, Hair, hairdo. Um, so that's interesting that he wasn't in this, and now look what he's done and accomplished uh, in his uh, adult life. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And Dan, also, believe it or not, this is the first episode of the original series to feature outdoor shooting after the original pilot, The Cage, which I find really amazing, if you think about it. It, it is really amazing. It also looks a lot like the old Andy Griffith set. <laughs> oh, wait, that's because it is. Okay. And it's going to look a <laughs> lot like Return of the Archons. <laughs> at some point hey, you got to use what you got to use back in the day that's right you know uh yep. floyd's barbershop you know can only appear in so many things <laughs> exactly and uh we also learned that this is the first episode to reveal that the enterprise uniform tops actually have hidden zippers yes yeah i noticed that uh watching the episode last week i'm like hey he looks like he's kind of casual on his uniform today and it did have that hidden zipper you could see the zipper i think in where no man has gone before because those were different uniforms and they were just god awful but uh yeah these are the hidden zippers zippers in this episode that uh you can i guess you can unzip and uh kind of chill out when you got uh scabby things growing all over you interesting yeah and dan believe it or not in the uk I mean, this episode was originally aired in December 1970, but it was not broadcast again until the 1990s. 
if you can believe that or not, because of the content. Yeah, that was this, and there were a couple other episodes. Uh, Empath, Whom Gods Destroy, and Plato's Stepchildren, along with Mary, were all not broadcast again because they all dealt, quote, uh, most unpleasantly with the already unpleasant subjects of madness, torture, sadism, and disease, is what uh, the BBC statement said. I find that very interesting as well, that uh, this episode would be banned. If only it were banned everywhere. (laughs) I, I don't mean that at all, no. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's a that's a pretty quick look at some of the facts behind Mary. I find some of that really interesting. Um, some of which I knew, and some of which I didn't know. And uh, thank goodness for Memory Alpha is all I can say. It's a great site. It is very good, and and you don't know much. So whenever you know something, we all should just stand up and you know regale. Every time you say I don't know much, all I can hear is Aaron Neville. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dan, this is going to be a commentary episode, and we've never done one of these before, and that's part of the reason why we're dropping it as a supplemental. This is designed for people to listen to as they watch the episode. So you can, like, turn your volume down on your TV. I know, why would you want to do that and listen to us? But here's hoping. Um, And that way you can listen to what we have to say as the episode goes on. We figured it would be a fun experiment, and uh, it's something we've toyed with the idea of doing for at least a couple years now. And we apologize up front. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> when we say experiment, we mean it in its truest form. So um, uh, more so than the cure that McCoy puts together in this episode, <laughs> it could be a beaker full of death. Uh, more about that uh, later on. Uh, so, Dan, are you ready to do this? Are you ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. Let's do this. Okay, Dan, the time has come mm-hmm. to watch Mary. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I'm uh, ready. I want to apologize to everybody out there that we're watching Mary. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And um, we, we mean you no harm. We seek only peaceful relations with your people. That's, that's, only, that's all I got to say. It's not a good start, though. Do you have any last words? <laughs> it's not a good start, though. <laughs> all righty. All right, so here we go in three. Two. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Are we is it is it three two one go or is it three two one go on one? What are what are we doing? It's, it's gonna be like it's, I feel like I'm in lethal weapon. It's gonna be like I know three two I'll, I'll say three, two, one, start. And okay. st- you should start or, or people should start when Let's I say start. start. Okay. Three, two, one, click start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that we've done this before. Whew. Whew. Thanks, Raj. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. We're going to start Miri in three, two, one, start. I always love that view of the Enterprise. It's very nice. What's Janice doing? Why is that guy under Spock's arm? Uh, Where's Uhura? Oh, it's Doug Jones from Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> it's kind of looking like Is Earth. That Earth? Huh. Looks a lot like Earth. Spheroid. That's like Earth. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Ten to the twenty first power. Dun dun dun. What? Oh, she speaks. <laughs> Janice is the one who says Earth. <laughs> oh, yeah, Africa, too. Oh, thank God there's another Florida. Why is there no Zindi scar? <laughs> wow. Continuity. I know. We're going to have to get on the horn about that. Yeah, we're going to call somebody. Yeah. Let's get uh, CBS on the phone. <laughs> I have a special song just for you. You do? Yeah. All right. I can't wait to hear this. Am I going to like okay. it? I probably not. Great. To Bolego and No Man It's Gone Before. Bill is such a dum dum. Oh, Bill is such a dum dum. He's dumb, he's such a freaking dumb dumb, but he's the EP of Trek Geeks too. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Jerk. Thank you. Wow. Mary. In italics. And quotes. <laughs> yeah, it no looks a whole car. lot like Earth, I would say. Mm. Mm. It's astonishing. Not very cloudy today. What's that? Not very cloudy today. <laughs> Not a cloud in the sky. Except over California. That always happens. Oh, true. <laughs> is, is that your Doug Jones call out now? Yes. <laughs> I would laugh if this guy was actually related to Doug Jones somehow. <laughs> wow. So... I'm, I can't wait to hear the explanation of this double planet at the end of the episode. I'm sure it'll be there. Oh, yeah. Always. Always. Right. Oh, ooh. Please come to Boston for spring <laughs> It looks like Boston, doesn't Except it? Except for all those 1940s no. cars. Aren't they supposed to be in the 1960s? Uh, yes. Huh. Okay, so this place is all burnt out and stuff. And how do they get a signal that far into space? (laughs) (laughs) Disney World. (laughs) I wish we could go. Maybe I wish he had a device in his hand that could tell us. Not conclusive, Yoan. Basically, that's Vulcan for shut up, Janice. <laughs> Is that a mattress thing? Yeah, it's a box spring. Okay. He didn't notice that. Oh. That's a bike. <laughs> Mr. Spock, have you ever seen a tricycle before? Why did he take the tire and throw it away? I don't know. Hey, ice cream man. Spock is like, I I don't know what to do with this here. (laughs) Take this. Spinny wheels are pretty. I remember my first tricycle, Jim. What? Whoa. Oh, my God. It's a walker. (laughs) It's good to see Gary Busey could find work before the Buddy Holly story. We have to protect him, Coral. 
Ooh, that is Carrie Pugh. Holy crap. Nice call, dude. Doesn't Spock have like the strength of 10 men? Wow. Oh, that's what I want to do to you every week. (laughs) Just like my spirit whenever I talk to you. Oh, ouch. The distortion. (laughs) He's got the mind of the child, but the body of a 200-year-old zombie. He can't breathe very well. I think he's got a problem. Oh, boy. Why is Spock patting his back? (laughs) They're there now. (laughs) It's like Sheldon. Redjack, Redjack, Redjack. I just want to say that this guy gets off easier than any of us who still have to watch this friggin' episode. Wow. Very well said. Thank you. I'm going to drink to that. Yeah. What are you drinking? Strawberry shortcake martini. I have a uh, water. Oh, okay. Yeah. I win. <laughs> it's. Yeah, what's up with it's? That's not very nice. I mean, he's got a medical scanner in his hand. Can he tell that that's a male? Oh. It's the red hour. That's a oh, and it's 1960 47 Studebaker. <laughs> and some bamboo. What's <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> like they had heard that door from all the way over there. Filing one at a time. <laughs> With Kirk first, of course. Yeah. Somebody needs a housekeeper. It's a piano. Do you think it's in tune, Spock? Does anybody know? Come to me, my melancholy baby. Candy Graham. <laughs> Flowers. Land shark. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you, baby. (laughs) It starts. All right. He already said he wasn't going to hurt you, Scooby-Doo wearing dress lady. He's going to hand her off to Janice, which is going to hurt just as much, quite frankly. Yes, probably. Shh, we're your friends. It's okay. Shouldn't they have looked for radioactive readings before they beamed down? I mean, I'm no expert. Well, you know, it's Earth. Why would there be radioactivity (laughs) in 1960? (laughs) I like the Velcro belts. Go that way. (laughs) Yeah, take the guards with you, but make them walk off in a different direction. It's like, can I get Kiss 108 FM on this thing? You know what's interesting about this? 
You see the uh, like the set spotlight in the in the window there. Is that what that is? Yeah, you can see it perfectly. It's in focus oh, right now. Yeah, I see. I never really paid attention to that before. Because I'm Spock sees it too. Look, I'm taking a look at Spock looking through the cleanest hole in the dirtiest window <laughs> in uh, Somber Town here. <laughs> Janice has the best scowls on her face throughout this episode. She doesn't I'm all, say much, but man, that brow is furrowed like you wouldn't believe. Klingon. <laughs> well, that with her checkerboard wig. the original hair weave I like it I'm gonna get that <laughs> you got a foolie whoa I'd like to play a little game Mary what are grups what are you dumb Glad we got the smart one with us. Yeah, Janice is coming up with all the translations on these things, and uh, it's not in character for her. It's no, no wonder they beam her off the ship after this episode. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Janice should explain it to him. Nice job, doctor. <laughs> that was kind of mean the way to say wow. that. <laughs> you big dumb dumb. Yeah, this is like what crawled up your ass. <laughs> I'm stepping away. Doctor, come over here and look oh. at this painting. <laughs> and while the romantic music starts playing. It might as well be Bount Chicka Wow Wow. Can you dig it? What do you want it to be? <laughs> Mira, that's a pretty name for a pretty girl. Sorry, pretty young woman. That's the 60s. My okay. bad. It's close enough. Ooh, the charm is oozy. <laughs> Oh, my God. He comes across so bad. <laughs> this is one of my favorite phasers. scenes right here. This one? Oh, yeah. Because of how stupid it looks. So <laughs> Spock goes, hey, look at this fire escape. Hey, a box. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's something in this box. If this were a video game, there'd be like five lives in there. Spock's going to climb up this ladder, and then he's going to jump off all action Spock-like and turn around Ooh. and point his phaser. And it's like, um, yeah, dude, that was some kids. Guys whose name what I don't are the know. Guards? <laughs> then they were way ahead of him already. Yeah. Hmm. Well, they do a great job covering them. <laughs> They're right? like, huh? Is that <laughs> tulaberry pie I smell? <laughs> here it comes. Right here. Da da da. Oh, and he's got a hand phaser, not a phaser phaser. Well, a mini phaser. The uh, TV clicker? 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, look out. Let me block things with my forearm. <laughs> Why are there a bunch of rocks on top of that roof for kids to throw? And where are they throwing them from? Oh, maybe the roof. They're still looking up. So Spock's sense of smell is better, his sense of hearing is better, and he can't figure out where these kids are? <laughs> like cockroaches. I mean animals. Wow, he called them animals. Adults? <laughs> Thanks, Bones. <laughs> I wonder where he got his doctorate. That would be, uh, I'm I'm sure you got it from Space Central. We'll find out more about them later. Little blue pills. What's with the smirk? You know, it's moments like this. I can't believe that Kirk is trying to play her because it just comes across so creepy, like your wife said. Don't do an internet search on me, okay, Mary? (laughs) So I understand that they're kids, but do they not have bathtubs or showers? (laughs) Well, apparently they've got food. Yeah. Like for 300 Uh years. Oh, he's got the herpes. (laughs) He's got the space herp. Yeah, and she's like, and you wanted me to go on a date with you? If he hadn't hit Gary Busey, he might not be in this boat. Oh, Oh, he put hydrogen peroxide on it. Jim, if you don't stop picking, that's never going to heal. That's pretty. Ah. So the hospital had the really good technology to send that signal into space, yet here they are dealing with papers covered in spider webs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and dust and wow. So well equipped that the beakers are still full. <laughs> and running, there's bubbles. Are they making blue meth? Where's Walter? Bones is Heisenberg. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What's with the thing sticking out of his ear? (laughs) Clear the computer banks, because there's nothing (laughs) we're going to need in those. (laughs) Just (laughs) control, alt, delete. (laughs) RM star. (laughs) Sound medical terminology. Yeah. Bones is all over lots of high-tech medicine in this episode.
I love the no smoking sign. <laughs> I never noticed that before. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Kurt gets Were a you round. rubbing up against Jim? Yeah. <laughs> There's that look again, Bill. I know. Yeoman scowly face. Best Kirk moment right there. Oh, without a doubt. Three second delay. Report on life. Prolongation. Beautiful. <laughs> that was no triox compound. It was a neural paralyzer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wrong episode. That's okay. Oh, that's a big martini glass, Miri. I need one of those. Oof. Oh. What is that? <laughs> that is a, uh, a cable box and a toaster. <laughs> Janice. Janice has an easy bake oven. <laughs> she just put in her toaster strudel. And she's waiting for the, the bell to go off. Was Spock just chewing on that folder? <laughs> He's no idea where that's been. Oh, that got Janice's attention. She's like, hey-oh. <laughs> of course you know that. Now, I honestly feel that Janice should have come up with this because she's come up with all the smart things in this episode so far. That's right. I, wow. The Spock is just sort of there. Eh. Glandular. Glandular. What does that mean? Oh, she was going to say was, something. too. Where do these kids get 300 years worth of food? Are they eating nothing but Twinkies and Spam? Oh, well. They don't grow stuff. Jim's personality? Actually, I think she's got an instinct, all right. And it's, uh -huh. it's not what Jim thinks it is. He's like, what? Like a lot. <laughs> oh, comment of the night right there. Hmm. That's an awkward cut right there because I feel like there's yeah, something is. else right there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they need to voice these? I don't know. Why can't he just transmit them? Huh. Or better yet, why can't like they turn the communicator into a modem? <laughs> yeah, just sort of like dock the communicator on top of the, the thing. Oh, that didn't sound good. And McCoy's like, I think my English muffin's almost done, Jim. <laughs> Oh, 
This is a dirty rag. Oh, wow. So now he's making her clean. Wow. <laughs> clean up that desk, will you, Mary? We're going to need it later. Oh, thank God she's... That's what he said. Thank God she's there to repeat that. (laughs) Oh. Well, they do. They do. Look, there's the look. The slow neck turn. Lots of death sentences on this planet. There's uh, puberty. There's beakers. No smoking. No smoking. <laughs> Whole bunch of chemicals on the wall there, but don't smoke. <laughs> Adult again. Adult and electronic. Not electronic. Glandular. mice. It's a uh-huh. shame they don't have like a handheld scanning device where they could figure out where these kids are high. Oh. <laughs> huh. Huh. How about that? <laughs> I want to show you something. <laughs> Do you like gladiator movies, Mary? <laughs> how about to... Look at her. How about to Funky Town? <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait up. <laughs> if the Studebakers Ooh. are rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> that is a very bad miscalculation on Spock's part. One month for every hundred years means that those kids are at least twelve thousand years old if they're ten years old. Well, so in, fair- hello? in fairness, he hasn't been on his communicator to the ship to get the figures. <laughs> <laughs> And we have our first proto-Klingon here. Yes. That kid looks like he's 60 years old. And he's so annoying. Oh, I can't stand Michael J. Pollard in this episode. Oh. That toy store looks like the island of misfit toys. Oh. And it's only appropriate that these kids are in there. When they filmed this, he was like 28 years old and he's playing like a 15-year-old kid. And it, wow. it just doesn't play well. And he looks exactly the same as he does in 30 years when he freezes under a sidewalk in Scrooge with Bill yeah. Murray. Looks the same. He looks the same in Tango and Cash. Oh, oh wow, there's a movie flashback. There you go. Little boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping my phone all over the place. That's all right. All alone. Look at those teeth. Goodness. Oh. That kid looks like he... I don't like that. Looks like he could open beer bottles with those teeth. My God. 
This shirt's way too open for a youngster. <laughs> They're grups. Look at that clean window. That's because that kid, the football helmet, was licking it. <laughs> <laughs> no, too soon. <laughs> hey, he's like, he's like, isn't that Higby's from the Christmas story? <laughs> <laughs> what is up with that doll? It's like a broken back yeah. or something. <laughs> it's like it's the Vena so- doll. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's the vat the Joker fell in, isn't it? Yeah, they're at Axis Chemicals. Miri, you're my number one guy. <laughs> uh oh. Grandma! That was some dramatic the- acting right there. What the? If he gets scratched, will he turn into one of them? Oh, wait a minute. Wrong show. <laughs> what What was with that phaser? It like went in and out. Yeah. Oh, it's the Mary episode. Oh, yeah, it's my bad. You're going to look like that? Ew. <laughs> Here, let me hold you tighter. Okay. Now he's got her sharpening pencils. <laughs> <laughs> About 30 or 40 more, Mary. <laughs> There's only four of us. What's that incessant dripping sound? That's how I feel when I watch this episode. How much time? He can't guess? He doesn't want to say it because he's afraid he's wrong. <laughs> oh. Dun, dun, dun. Ugh. He's holding his hand out. Touch it, Spock. We talked about this. Remember, Captain? (laughs) Oh, Bones is in trouble. Bones is hosed. (laughs) Thank God Scotty's not there. Thanks for clearing that up, Spock. (laughs) Awkward silence. (laughs) 
Uf. So it's just like a Klingon prison. Or listening to an episode of Trek Geeks podcast. Wow. That's thanks. <laughs> At least all the ones you're on. <laughs> that was just so cheap of him. He probably had like 199 hours, but oh no, it's 170. What happens if it's 170 and a half? <laughs> oh. That last half hour is really going to suck. Captain's log supplement. Supplement, yes. Not supplemental. Like this episode. Right, like ours, yeah. Huh? Hey, look, more paper. Lots of it. I think she needs to pee. You're not doing. No expert, but I would think if you want to prolong life, you probably wouldn't create, I don't know, a series of chained viruses. Semantics. Will someone please stop that kitchen sink leak? (laughs) Boba Fett, where? Hey, let's leave all of our stuff unguarded and go look for these kids. Oh, this is the that's the worst part of this whole episode right now. Oh, whoa. That's a good thing there's not an air vent that could fit three people. We know from Die Hard that's not right. <laughs> and of course, the largest kid in the whole group is the one that climbs out. Right. And he's like strutting around. Look at him. I found the boxes. <laughs> it's like he knew right where to go for the... Oh. Oh. I'm sure we'll return and all of our stuff will be there, Spock. Don't worry. Now, see, if Mary hadn't cleaned off that desk. <laughs> ah, they wouldn't have found anything. They wouldn't have been able to open the, the grate. <laughs> okay, so tricorders, phasers probably? Uh, Communicators. Toasters all set. They took the Toaster. Don't you always call Spock a computer? They beam down. They got Janice. They beam down a portable biocomputer. What good is it if you can't use it? (laughs) Captain's log. We're all going to die. Oh, there's the toaster. I found me a bagel, Jim. Toasting it up real nice. Whoa, 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 dial that back, fella. That's the captain you're talking to. I'm going to pat you on the shoulder and look like a care. Whoa. Dial it back. What did he do? Uh oh. Little Miss Jealousy showing up. 
Really? Wasn't getting that from you. Oh, Whoa, hey. hey. <laughs> what the heck is going on here? I used to try to get you to look at my legs too, Janice. Me first. <laughs> well, okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, she says look at my legs, but then she's hiding it. Okay. That hmm. Th- there there. It's like Spock giving a hug. <laughs> like he's patting Gary Busey on the back. It's it's okay. <laughs> Sheldon's here. <laughs> oh no, Lemire's upset now. Mm-mm. It's sour cream with chives, Jim. <laughs> I can put it on my bagel. Created? <laughs> Created? Look at my legs. Uh-oh. Whoa. She looks angry. Okay, I'm going to go on a limb here and say Mary's a little nuts. Wow. Speaking of nuts. Speaking of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> What's with the ring around the rosy? Uh, with army helmets. Thanks, Kalis. <laughs> He's he. That kid's distracting. Well, it's because he's got those hillbilly teeth. I was thinking those baby New Year ears. <laughs> okay, so these kids are hatching a plot. To kill Janice Rant. Is that what we're talking about here? I think it's great writing. These kids who can barely figure out how to feed and dress themselves and clearly haven't showered in about 150 years. And they can't speak well. That kid should not be using a hammer without supervision. Uh. Uh. And they're just standing there like, yeah, let's slowly back away. What rank is John on that jacket? (laughs) Sorry. Gunnery sergeant? I'm not really sure. (laughs) I wish we had seen Janice actually get kidnapped by the kids because I can't imagine how that must have gone. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. What a dick. (laughs) Oh, unzipped his zipper uh, on his his shirt. I was going to say, that took a turn. 
That escalated quickly. Got to call a plumber, Jim. That's the best line of the episode. It really is. Especially the yeah. musical sting that happens right after it. Yep. And the look with, with Kirk sort of looking up, you know, with the, the light catching his eyes. It's just a really well-crafted moment right there. And then it becomes right. this. <laughs> oh, no. This is, the, this is the pedophile scene, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Turn and face me. <laughs> I like to wear women's clothes, Mary. Sometimes I do it on the Enterprise when no one's watching. <laughs> All the times plural? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I think this is a chapter in how to make friends and influence people. Tell the person you're trying to persuade that everyone she knows is going to die. Let me touch you. <laughs> this is, oh, th this is total creeper oh. moment, dude. I'm going to teach you things. <laughs> okay, now it's singular. What the hell? <laughs> Oh. Whoa. Oh. No means no, Jim. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I guess not. Now they're hugging. Duh. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the most tedious scene in the whole episode. Yes. Wow. That's not a teacher I would want to have. It's a, a parochial school. <laughs> oh, good point. What is with that kid in the football helmet? Is that Daryl from The Walking Dead? <laughs> no, it's Daryl from Newhart and his other brother, Daryl. <laughs> I love how they tied up Janet, uh, Janice. Like she couldn't escape that. Tell him, Jim. Tell him, Jim. They sound a lot grown up than this whole yeah. thing. All right, so this is the first kid he throws out of the way. There's two more. <laughs> Says the guy standing on the desk. Dun, dun, dun.
Oh. <laughs> I had to wait to hear that because it's just, it's so painful. <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like you most of what? the time. Exactly. Hey, what? Some great Shatner pauses all throughout this. Yep. Thanks, Daryl. Uh-oh. Oh, oh look, boy. it's little Negan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, oh, look out here, kid. Get away from me. You bother me. Now, the next kid that attacks him, he's just going to throw right to the ground, which is awesome. Isn't it the, the aggravating yeah. kid with the big teeth? Well, I, I think he already did that to him once. I think he does it to him twice, though. When he says he double dares him. Spoiler alert. That was one kid behind him got a wrench. That's a big, that's like a big wrench. Yeah, let people get behind you, Jim. Oh. That, ouch. Goodness gracious. Uh, th- that one creepy the- kid with the green hair. Wow. Was, I can see why the BBC didn't want to air this again. <laughs> He's looking a little dizzy. Oh, yeah, I think this is a riot. Oh. Oh. Ugh. See, he kept picking at it, and it didn't heal. Whole planet. Well, may the odds be ever in your favor, because then it'll be the Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, this bonk bonk. Oh, enough with the bonk bonk already. Right here. Here it goes. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of this whole scene. Because I wanted to do that to that kid. And then I would just want to <laughs> stomp on him. Do you really think they understand what he's telling them? Look at them. They're like, Argh. is that guy got an Indian headdress on? Native American. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that this actually works. Ooh, that's like my strawberry martini. <laughs> it's going to have the same effect on you it does on bones. <laughs> you see, I blame Spock here because Spock's the one who cues up the hypo. <laughs> it was all part of his plan. 
progress. Adult. <laughs> what the hey? Uh-oh. Don't pick it. Don't pick it, Bones. Because <sighs> this is sound medicine right here. I mean, you could argue that he's going to die anyway. Hmm. I'm looking mm. at it. I think it's the right dose. Cherry Kool-Aid. I like how it looks like it's dry mouth here real quick. <laughs> Face plant. What did he say? Did he say? I think he said pock. I thought he said something we're not allowed to say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's lit very nicely. <laughs> yes. Good spotlight. Somebody stop that leaky faucet. Oh, my God. Oh, that's positive. Here, let's pray together. <laughs> I love the sleeves. It's like he's got a cape. We're gathered here today. This is... Oh, wait a minute. Let me put it under the heat lamp first. (laughs) This is a great shot. They do a really nice job here with the, the freeze and the time lapse and a little of both. That is awesome. It's reminiscent of the cage when Vina changes. Two Vena references in this commentary. That's pretty good. Well, that is very good. I think you like Vena. Well, yeah. Of course, nobody knows if he's going to wake up, but hey, it worked. He might be dead. Uh, that's true. You put him in that position, Vulcan. <laughs> this is all your fault, Spock. Styles was right. Now we have a chance, Mary. If you'll excuse me, I've got to go do a captain's log. <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, back to, back to Ooh, normal. That's over. Whew. That's a great shot of the three yeah, of them. Yeah, it really is. Space Central. Oh, it... Truant officers at Space Central. <laughs> well, in the 23rd century, that's still a thing, I guess. Wow. No more cutting class of for them. Of course she loved me. I'm Captain Kirk. Just the younger ones, apparently. She's like, you son of a... <laughs> still not checking out her legs. <laughs> Where was Uhura here? Because there would be no comedy in this episode if that guy wasn't sitting back there. It's it couldn't have been a budget thing. It's only the ninth episode, <laughs> and well, granted, it was all you know exterior locations on the back lot, but and the Enterprise sails off. 
far away from this planet like I wish I could get. Oh, and that explanation about the second Earth was... Oh, oh wait. What? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. It's, that episode just does not get any better rewatching it, and that was like my sixth time this week. I got to I got to give you credit. It's my third time, I think. Yeah. Well, let's watch it again. Oh, well, the good news is is that uh we don't have to watch it again for a very long time and I wish to uh, apologize to our listeners, their ancestors and their descendants for subjecting them to Mary in the commission of listening to this commentary. Uh we hope you at least had a couple of laughs um with us, if not at us, which is perfectly fine. Absolutely. And, you know, if it makes it watching this episode a little bit easier, then I guess our job was a successful one. More successful than this turd. (laughs) (laughs) Bonk, bonk. Well, Dan, that was an episode. Exactly. It's it's amazing (laughs) to think that the first time you and I actually watched Star Trek together, it was this. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. And now I know how much you really care. Uh, I always thought you were kidding. Now I know you were serious. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, aside from you know, doing the commentary and, and sort of mocking this episode as, as we kind of are, are there any redeeming qualities to this episode for you? No. There really isn't. It's, it's so... It's so I mean, we joked about it, but there's some great Shatner-esque moments with his pauses and dialogue. But that's really the only thing that I can think of. I do like uh, um, the fact that even though we we mock it, that McCoy takes matters into his own hands, knowing it could kill him. I mean, he he feels that he needs to do it. It shows that he uh, doesn't want anybody else to possibly uh, get killed with this serum that they've made. Other than that, the whole, any scene with the group of kids is just so painful. Uh, you know, that's that's really it. You know, we've commented on the show before how Star Trek just doesn't do children scenes well. And mm-hmm. I think that this is a you know, the first and the best example. I mean, and the and the children shall lead is is horrible on a variety of levels, but I think this one is far more egregious in the way that it is terrible as far as the kids go. I agree 100%. I don't like I don't like any of the scenes with the group of kids. Even when it's just even just Miri on her own is not all that great and with Johnny it's and when the two of them are together and then you add I can't even I can never remember the kid's name but he's nep- Kirk's nephew in in another episode that that kid just oh my god any scene he's in I just want to wipe off my television screen. It's just not well done. It's uncomfortable. That's that's the key. A lot of the ep- parts of this episode are uncomfortable to watch. Yes, and whether it's the kids themselves or the interactions that Kirk has with Miri, which in mm. today's day and age we would look back and go, they did what? That's yeah. just it, there are parts of it that are just creepy in hindsight, and I don't mean scary. I mean like, no, Ooh, hey, that's really kind of inappropriate. Yes, yeah, it, and you, and it's amazing that it got through in 1969, 19, yeah, 70, 66. This was the first season episode, 66. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that it got through. Yeah, I um, especially considering the things that NBC rejected before this. Mm. You know, they said, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, sorry, the, the cage is really too cerebral, guys. You got to do something with some more action. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice job, guys. Great job. They did. They they did great. Great job. Well, Dan, this episode is a lot of firsts, not only for Star Trek but also for us. So ends our first Trek Geeks Theater. We hope everyone had as fun a time as we did. And um, I think I've learned through doing this commentary that you've got some issues. It took you this long to figure that out? <laughs> it's me saying yes to the, coming on the show was probably the first hint, wasn't yeah, it there, Yeah, Sparky? it probably was, Jingles. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a... Uh, it probably won't be the last of these w- that we do, but um, it makes me wonder if we shouldn't focus these on episodes that are terrible. I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Every once in a while, you come up with one. In fact, I'm going to give you the pick of the next one we do in the future someday, and I'm going to give you a choice of two episodes. Okay. Aquiel or Threshold? Okay. Threshold. All right. Because I just watched it the other <laughs> night. <laughs> Thanks, H&I. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> That's what they do every episode. It's good. Yeah, Sorry. thanks for the sound effects. Dan, we have to thank our friends of the band Five Year Mission. Without them, we wouldn't have the music we have for any of the Trek Geeks episodes. They're great and amazing, and we love them, and they've just started year four. We want everyone to head out to fiveyearmission.net, score themselves some uh, some great albums, and become as big of fans as we are. Um, you were going to say, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? I was going to say, could you contain your excitement when Fark posted a video the other night to say that they had started year four? I was giddy. I, I was truly excited and elated. I, it's, it was the Man. best news of the day, and uh, I can't wait to hear what they're, what they're laying down. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Can't so, wait. Dan, um, in our next episode... We're going to do something that's not a commentary. <laughs> <laughs> but it might be just as fun. It might be. What do we got coming up next week, Dan? We are happy to bring back our good friend Jim Morehouse. We're going to do another episode of What Are the Ten Best? And this time we're going to focus on the next generation because it is the 30th anniversary of TNG. So top ten with five words to describe the episode and the famous hashtags all next week. Wow. TNG's top 10 <laughs> with Trek ranks. I can't wait. Woohoo. Dan, of course. I'm sorry. Wow, thank you. We want to remind everybody, go check out the Tricorder Transmissions. They've got a variety of podcasts out there you're going to love, including Shore Leave, which is one of our favorites. Um Jeff and Heather do such a great job on that show. And, of course, all the other shows they have. But they're online at thetricordertransmissions.com. And, of course, for all the latest news on everything Star Trek, head on over and visit our friends at treknews.net. Thanks for joining us, everyone, for this Trek Geek Supplemental. We do hope you all live long and prosper. Co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co